Hey everyone, welcome to episode 60 of the Elephant in the Room podcast. I'm your host, Matt Lawson. Uh, it's been a while since I've spoken to you, but a lot's happened in that time. Uh, obviously, I went for my walk for Jab Injured People. Um, I've been back in Melbourne, moved bush, uh, trying to really change where I want to be in my life. And I've started a big um, talking, uh, what, what would you call it, a talking tour. So I've headed around to different areas of Australia, um, had a really good response so far. Um, the tour is called The Long Road. It's about my life from my childhood um, right through to now and share a lot of things on there that I can't share on social media, obviously, because you do get the platform nowadays. So I talk about uh, everything to do with myself, my childhood, mental health issues and uh how I've grown and uh, it's been lots of fun. So I'm actually on the road right now. Funnily enough, I'm coming to you from the front seat of my Holden Captiva. I'm sitting in a RV caravan parking lot. I've got my uh, doona set out in the back seat with a sleeping bag. I'm going to be sleeping in the boot of the car. Um, and I couldn't be any happier. I was saying to someone earlier today that I've lived a life where I've had beautiful houses. I've had stayed in luxury hotels for work and all kinds of things. But Right now, the happiest place for me is just out in nature, um, being happy and, and living the best possible life that I can. So for this one, I'm heading up to Dubbo, um, through to uh, Inverell, Toowoomba, back down to Albury with little stops in between. So I hope people, hopefully people can get along to it. But today's focus and the focus of this chat today is about um, teenagers' mental health. And the reason I'm doing this one is because on the uh, tour of the talk that I'm doing, uh, there's been a lot of people talking about teenagers that are struggling with their mental health through the lockdowns and through what's happened afterwards. And I thought if I could share my story about my teenage years, it might be able to help someone out there. Now, the format of the podcast is going to change slightly. I'll be doing them on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Um, I had some beautiful help from a lady named uh, Tani through the start of my podcast. Um, so I put it into segments. Um, I'm going to um, sort of move away from that now and just do a podcast that talks about general events that are happening in the world and things that I find that are what I call the podcast is elephant in the room because it's things that people just won't talk about comfortably. So I want to do that. Now, when I talk, sometimes I fly by the seat of my pants. I don't always have a plan. Um, but yeah, hopefully you guys will bear with me. Um, keep sharing the podcast, get them out to as many people as possible. <clears throat> At the moment, it's ad-free. I'm not charging anyone for the podcast. At some stage, there may be ads uh, included into it as well, so just be aware of that. But let's talk about teenage mental health. So I'm not sure how many of you guys out there have um, kids or teenagers, um, but a lot of the things that have gone on over the last few years have really affected the mental health of our children. And I am a big advocate for, um, number one, mental health. Uh, number two, uh, mental health in men, because I think it's a big problem. But there's also the mental health of our teenagers and ov obviously women as well. But men are a bit more reluctant to speak up when their emotions are, are sort of there in the background. As a society, we've taught people to be quiet about when they're hurting and we need to be able to open up a lot more. And that's why I think it's paramount that we talk about these things as much as possible. Now, I'll go back into what I was like as a teenager. I'll touch on it and then come forward to what's happened through these lockdowns. So as a teenager, um, I went to a nice school uh, in Mount Waverley. Uh, I was an A-grade student from year seven through to year nine, but what happened with me was there's a lot of trauma that I had as a child. And I think within our families now, our family systems are broken. And I think this is done on purpose by our governments. But a lot of children are coming up with one parent 
um, or they're coming up in a household where there's lots of arguing and uh, parents are having to work longer hours just to sustain a lifestyle for their family. And a lot of children are coming up without any real um, sense of belonging. Uh, I feel like there's not enough uh, parents that are holding their children accountable. Uh, we are living in um, an entitled time where children can be entitled. Um, I see in the school system and I see in um, from primary school right through to high school that if a child's doing something wrong, because the parents aren't disciplining them at home necessarily and the teachers can't discipline them, them anymore, not that I think there should be corporal punishment or the whips or chains or, or belting people over the butt or anything like that, but there needs to be room for teachers to discipline the kids because what's happening is these children are coming through life without any real routine. They're coming through life in a lot of instances with broken families and without that routine, without the accountability and with this sense of entitlement, We've got a, a, a generations of children that are coming through that are in a really bad way. For me at school, I only had a single parent home where it was just my mum. And by the end of year nine, I became quite wayward. I found, uh, number one, the opposite sex. So I started to talk to a lot more girls at school. But also I found that I, I felt quite alone. And this seems to be a common theme that's happening. Back then, there was no internet. So there was no social media. There was none of those challenges. But I still... Um, felt very alone and isolated. I um, I remember I had a Commodore 64. I used to go in and play my computer in my bedroom. But I had friends at school, but I didn't really interact backwards and forwards with them very much. I um, had a lot of depression in my body. I had a lot of anxiety. But rather than talking with anyone about it or sharing these feelings that I had, I was holding them inside internally. And my grades started to fail. I became a school refuser. I stopped going to school altogether or I would go once every month and then I would go once every two months and then I'd go a couple of days in a row, ended up dropping out of year 10, went back and did, uh, actually they let me through to a year 11, weirdly enough. I think I begged and pleaded. They put me into year 11, got through year 11, but nev never turned up. Um, ended up being a really good basketball player. That's where I put all my time into. So I'd turn up to the school and shoot some hoops and then go home. But I was always like a loner. Everyone now, when I talk to friends that I knew back then, they would say I was aloof. But I was really in a spot where I felt very alone. And I feel like um, for me, I, I didn't know who to talk to. I couldn't talk to my dad at the time because he was quite a stoic man and didn't really know how to talk about feelings with him. I couldn't talk to my mum because she was going through a depression uh, of her own. So I got stuck. Uh, school counsellors tried to speak to me, but I didn't really resonate with any of them. Um, so I got really stuck for a while there. And luckily for me, sport picked me up. I, I played a lot of basketball, as I say. I, I became very good at all the sports that I put myself towards and pulled myself out of the hole. Now, the reason I talk about it is because in those darkest, darkest days, I felt so sad, so alone and so isolated. I used to walk around the schoolyard by myself. I'd smile at everyone. I'd wave to everyone, but I'd always just go back to my house and be alone, get home, um, hang out by myself and then go to bed. And it was a really lonely time. I feel like now with our children, there, there's multiple facets that are, that are affecting them. And I feel like, you know, from it being social media, social media is an oxymoron. So these kids are going home, sitting in their bedroom on Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or whatever it is that they decide to use. I'm not really au fait with it all. They sit on there interacting, but they're by themselves. They're in a dark room sometimes. They've got headphones on listening to music or whatever it is they decide to do, but they're very alone. Now, when the lockdowns came about, that got um, exacerbated. It was much bigger. 
So the kids that were sort of alone at night, um, whether it was on their social media, the gaming's the other one. A lot of kids go home and game for six or seven hours. Even if they're talking to someone online, they're not actually interacting. And we're social creatures. We need to be interacting with each other. So people um, through lockdowns were then stuck in their house doing online schooling. So they were separated even further from society. And it caused them to become very insular and what then happened was when everything opened back up and they had to go back into the schools, the teachers, um, and even just leaving the house after, like many parents put their children in masks and things like that as well, it, it's become a really foreign entity to be uh, out there interacting with other people. So I feel like we have a, a large generation of children right now that are unaware of how social they should be and are stuck in this isolation bubble even when they're outside of this isolation that they had, the lockdowns. They're still in that isolation bubble. Now, I wanted to give you some tips for the people that are struggling out there and their children are struggling. Number one, if you're struggling, it doesn't mean you're a loser. It doesn't mean you're a shit person. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. Everyone goes through struggles in their life. Life is full of uh, roller, uh, roller coaster ride. It goes up and down, has many ups and downs. Number one, that happens to every single person out there. Number two, drop expectations of what you think you should be. Drop expectations of what you think others should be. So if you think I'm meant to be this A-grade student, I'm meant to be have all these friends, I'm meant to be this, I'm meant to be that, I'm meant to be the other, then you're setting yourself unrealistic expectations. Just be a kid. If your parents are setting expectations, so the parents out there listening, stop setting those expectations for the children. Just encourage them to be healthy, encourage them to be happy, encourage them to love and be kind. The most important things we can teach our children, I feel, is discipline, routine, to be loving and to be kind. They're the most important things and that's the ones that matter the most. Now, if you get into a rut and you find yourself depressed, depression is, uh, as I think um, Jim Carrey said, it's the need for deep rest. So if you're feeling that way, talk to your parents, talk to your friends, talk to your loved ones, talk to the school and say, I need to rest and try and get that space for yourself. Try to get yourself in your house with no screen time. I know this sounds crazy bad, but from like 10 p.m., no screen time and get yourself a routine. So whether it's um, that you get some kind of sport, whether it's yoga, basketball, um, whatever the sport is, walking's an amazing thing to get rid of anxiety and depression. Get up each morning and go for a brisk walk. I know it sounds stupid. I know I sound old saying this, but getting up and having that routine, have a nice shower. Try and have a cold shower. Cold showers stimulate your immune system, your nervous system. They get you really moving in the right direction. Once you've done these things, have a have a small breakfast or whatever it is you decide to do and go through the routines of the day. When you finish up and you come home from school or you come home from wherever you've been, have a routine as well, whether it's doing a bit of the homework or uh, watching a particular show. Find some kind of routine. Now, if you get stuck in a, a process where you've got anxiety, because I know anxiety back to front. Uh, for those that don't know, go on and listen to my first podcast. It's called One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. It explains my uh, struggles with anxiety. But what I say to people is if you're feeling anxious, there's some really basic tools you can use. Number one that I use all the time when I feel anxious is to say, anxiety is uncomfortable, but it's not dangerous. No one's died from anxiety ever in the history of the world. It can feel uncomfortable. It can make your heart beat quickly. It can make your heart do jumps. It can make you sweat. It can make you cry. It can make you feel like the world is ending. But trust me, if you um, can say anxiety is uncomfortable, but it's not dangerous, you take away that fear factor straight away. 
The next thing I try to do really is important and that's take a long breath out because quite often when you're feeling anxious, you've done lots of short, shallow breathing. If you can do a long breath out, um, that'll release everything that's being held inside your body. And then a short one in, a couple of seconds in, and a long one out again. That'll help reset your nervous system. The third thing that I like to do, and I know it sounds stupid, but it's to taunt the anxiety. It's almost to say, yes, I feel anxious. Yes, you're out there. And yes, you're causing me trouble. But you know what? I'm not scared of you anymore. I'm not scared of you. Think of the movie It. And I don't know how many of you teenagers or younger ones have watched the movie It. The movie It is about a clown that feeds on the children's fear. If you watch that movie again, think of the clown as anxiety. What the children did is they realized that this clown was feeding on their fear, right? And as soon as they started taunting it and saying, I'm not scared of you anymore, you do not uh, scare me, the clown couldn't feed on them and it disappeared. That's kind of how I picture anxiety. The other thing you can do, and it's a fourth thing, if it won't leave you, is to befriend it and say, you know what? I get it. You're here, anxiety, and you're here to stay at the moment. I am going to take you on. I'm going to give you a big hug and embrace you. You're there, and that's fine. And it can't it can't bite into you. Once you do these things, it can't hold on to you. It loses its hold on you altogether. So there's some really basic tips that you can use to help you with any times that you're feeling anxious. The last thing that I really want to touch on, and it's a really important one, so I'll use, uh, spend a few minutes on it, is please, 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 if you're out there and you're feeling any of these feelings, if you're feeling helpless, if you're feeling like you can't go on, if you're feeling like you're, you're stuck um, and you don't know what to do next or where to turn, please, please talk to your parents. Your parents love you unconditionally. Your parents are there for you unconditionally. And if you keep holding these things inside, I, I trust me with, uh, I'm 45 years old now and I've been going through this stuff for the last 20 plus years, 30 years, and I've learned how to live with anxiety and depression, I've learned how to flourish with it and do amazing things. If you hold these things inside and you keep on pushing them down and pushing them down and pushing them down, the universe is going to give you a little kick in the butt, which will be some heart palpitations or a funny feeling in your stomach or, or feeling sick. It's then going to give you a big kick, which is like you're going to start feeling horrible. And then it's going to knock you on your ass and you'll be at a really low point where you need to fight your way back. Now, I have gone through all those sections and I know that when you feel it coming on, it's best to have conversations and look at your routine. You, Most of us, when we go into an anxious or a depressed state, we go, where did that come from? That came out of nowhere. But if you look back over the weeks or the days or weeks that led up to it, you've usually broken your routine, whether you're, whether you're staying up later at night or you've stopped doing a sport that you used to do or you've stopped doing a creative process. So you've probably stopped doing these things weeks or months earlier and that's led to you being in that anxious and depressed state but you haven't realized that you broke that routine now have a look back and go oh that's where i broke it and try and get back into routine as soon as you possibly can because if you're having these really late nights if you're spending a lot of time on your phone or on the uh, internet um, if you're eating bad food so that's another topic that i'll go into now just briefly as well if you're eating shit food if you're putting um bad sugars, uh, bad um, bad processed foods into your body consistently, at some stage that's going to catch up with you as well. So you need to be thinking, what am I putting into my body and what am I burning on the other end? Because all these things add up to you um, being able to live your best or your worst life. And all that we want, myself and the parents that have spoken to me about their children being anxious or depressed, is for you to have a really beautiful, amazing life. 
So my next part of my journey, so I'm doing these talks as I head up um, through Australia. My next part is to put together a program where I can come and talk about exactly what I'm talking about now uh, in local areas all around Australia for our teenagers because I want people to flourish. And I think that every single one of you out there has beauty in your soul. Every single one of you out there has the opportunity to change the world. And we do it every day with each and every single aspect of what we're, we're about, whether it's smiling at a stranger in the street, whether it's getting up and getting to our school uh, classroom, whether it's um, whatever it is, we're changing the world every day with, the, with our actions and the butterfly effect multiplies it out to everyone. So don't be worried if you're in a bit of a rut. Don't worry if, uh, so I'm a school dropout person. I went on to become a national sales manager for a company. So school's not everything. I do think it's important, but whether it's homeschooling or outside of that, um, just do whatever's best for you to live your best possible life because you all deserve to be happy. You all deserve to um, have love, give love and be loved. And I truly think that we can all work through this together. So if you this uh, podcast resonates with you, please share it out to any of your friends and family that may need it. Um, and I'm going to go tap back in and do another one of these. I might do them every Friday for the teenagers. Um, but as I say, I'll be doing the podcast Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays. Please give them a big share out there into the world. And uh, I hope you guys are fantastic and uh, have a really great night. Peace.